0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for the week ahead. And it, to me, seems like it's going to be a busy one. And there are several reasons why I think that. And I think that this week, it's going to be everybody that kind of feels the effects of what is happening this week. And not necessarily in a bad way, more like in a busy way and even sometimes confusing. So we'll break that down for everybody this morning. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I see Christine and Pam's Aruba already joining us this morning and it was uh, super nice outside for us this weekend. We spent a lot of time outdoors and uh, yet it seemed like I didn't get anything accomplished. Whatever, right? I did get quite a bit of you know things that are off my to do list, but I have yet to be able to go outside and actually plant anything in my garden pots. So I usually by now have my petunias already uh, well on their way to profusion. Yeah, I think there's time, right? <laughs> uh, so I hope everybody's doing well today. I see Kajella. Good morning to you. Uh, I'm sitting here this morning with a mystery cup of coffee. And I took a quick sip before I started the the broadcast uh, because I just made it. I don't know why I make coffee before I go on air, but I do. And then I have to reheat it. But I took a real quick taste and I can't tell you what it is. We get this pack of coffee every month. And sometimes they have one that has the question mark on it. So I thought, "Eh, I'll try it. I don't have a clue. I have no clue what it is. And there's nowhere to go to find out what it is either. So if you don't know what it is, then you're just doomed to not know what it is. So it shall remain a mystery unless after I get to drink it some more. it dawns on me what it is. Uh, we shall see. Uh, I see lots of people joining us now and uh, time to get Janet-sized, janet sized, Janet-ized, uh, Tom says. Good morning, awesome, Tanya and J-Lo. Hello, Mary Ann. Good morning to you as well. And Debbie Tibbetts-Tumiel, hello. And J-Lo, if I didn't say that already, but JLo, hello to you. And if you're just joining me this morning here, uh, this, t- this week is a very busy week. And we're going to break down the different ways in which the planets are dancing through their transits and what that means for all of us. So let's get started. I want to start with the moon this morning in Pisces. For those of you who joined me on Friday in our Zoom call, we did a talk about the moon in human design and how to print up our daily sheets. So I've already got my sheet pulled up for the day. And it is interesting to see where the moon is moving through and how I'm already in, I want to say reaction, but how about response to the moon? And today the moon is in Pisces. And when we look at the light and the shadow of Pisces, we see that it is a very spiritual yet vulnerable sign. It's deep water, right? It rules the oceans and the depths So we have Cancer that kind of rules the shoreline water, right, the crab. And then we have Scorpio that rules the deeper pools. But then we have Pisces that rules the deep ocean, sort of the primordial ocean depths where the uh, energy rises up from the depths of our imagination and comes up and is blossomed out into creative ideas. So the light of Pisces, of course, then is extremely imaginative and very easily creative energy. So we might all feel a little bit creative today, but it's also compassionate and kind. There's a real beauty to Piscean moon that the emotions are usually that of empathy and sympathy or kindness and compassion. It does happen to be one of the more idealistic signs. And in fact, when we talk about Pisces, often part of the difficulty of being a Piscean is, and and what might lead to um, some of the addictive behaviors in Pisces is the need to escape the pain or the wound of the real world, because we might have built up this ideal world or this idealized world or uh, existence or life. Right, And then when things happen that counter that idealism or that idealistic view, then it is uh, a hard knock, if you will, of reality, a heavy dose of reality that sets in. So there is universal and collective energy here, and it is also artistic and creative. We said that the imagination, right, that leads to creativity and artistry. There's also savior energy here. Now, in this respect, I'm saying that savior energy is, it, it's not that it's a bad energy, but it can lead to an overindulgence of trying to save people. But in its highest, savior energy becomes selflessness, the ability to give of yourself. The problem is on the other end, are you refilling your cup in order to be able to keep that uh, selflessness up, right? Right. It has to be a give and a take. It can't just be me constantly, you know, giving of myself to the point where I become depleted. So we have to watch that in Pisces. It has activist energy, but the activist energy here isn't like Aries activism where it's, you know, all out there and busy. It is more on the spiritual edge of things, right? Trying to make life better for people and uh, actively seeking a higher spiritual dimension in all things. And of course, the motto we could say of the light of air of uh, Pisces is what benefits the whole also benefits me, right? That is their sort of motto, if you will. Uh, when we get to the shadow energy in Pisces, here's where we deal with some of the more victim-y energies and savior Uh, That savior complex, martyr complex, all those things are also a part of the the shadowy energy of the victim. Um, Boundary issues, right? Pisces is the the deep ocean. Where are the boundaries in the deep ocean? Well, they're so far and wide that you get the sense there are no boundaries. It's like space, right? The only boundary in space might be when you come into the uh, magnetic field of a planet, Uh, In the ocean, it's only when you come to the boundary of uh, the land. And even then, you know, finding land out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean can be pretty iffy, right? (laughs) So boundaries become an issue in this Piscean uh, field. And confusion can develop. I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go. Um, there, I'm getting mixed signals, I'm seeing different signs, and not knowing how to interpret the signs. And all of those things can lead to that victim mindset. And I was observing that uh, idea of victim mindset in myself, but also in, you know, just the world around us right now. And it feels like that is one that is a very old pattern. It is one that is deeply entrenched in everyone. I don't care who you are and how spiritual you are. At times, there's a tendency to want to dig into that victim mindset. And it can be something as simple as giving up on something that you're doing, giving up on yourself, um, seeing, you know, that everything you do doesn't work. That's kind of victimy, right? Or um, in your relationships, like you could uh, see that happening when, uh, you're not getting along, or maybe you're having an argument, or every time I try to get something done, uh, it all falls apart. Those are things that, you know, we all experience that we can all take into that victimy energy. Now, it's not to say that every one of us are victims, because we are not. That's the whole point here, right? Is that sometimes that kind of thinking can lead us down that path, but thoughts are not things, right? So a thought does not make it real, But if you continue to voice concern over those kinds of thoughts, it can become real, right? Because we're focusing on it. The universe starts to build up this idea that this is what you want. And you get more and more of things that make you feel like the victim. So it's a good time to really check that in yourself and take a look at where am I being in that victim-y energy. Um, There are escapist tendencies here. And this is where the shadowy, Uh, energy of addictions come up with Pisces and it's Neptune as well. Neptune, the ruler of, of Pisces and now the moon and Neptune both. And I believe today still Mars in uh, Neptune, these things can get triggered. They're going to come up to the surface of, of our awareness and escapism, right? Is it uh, I, I'm diving into, I don't even know what I did with my phone now. Uh, left in the other room, I'm guessing, so we where we you know dive into our phones to escape doing what we don't want to do, procrastination, uh literal addictions like gambling or alcohol or drugs or sex or any of those kinds of things that we use as a way to escape the pain perhaps of the day or of living. So we have to watch out for that because escapist tendencies, of course, just feed into more and more of that victimy energy. And also there can be as kind of the opposite of the victim is the blame, blaming someone because the shadowy Piscean energy can lack personal responsibility for what's happening in their own lives. And and I'm not saying that all Pisceans are struggling with this or that everywhere in your chart where Pisces is located or any planets in Pisces are uh, lacking responsibility, but it's a good check-in point. Am I claiming responsibility? It's response ability where Pisces is in my chart. And you all have Pisces somewhere in your chart. It it may not have planets in it. Uh, I do have one planet in, I have Chiron in Pisces, but no other planets in Pisces. So you might in your chart have nothing in Pisces, but that doesn't mean that you don't have Pisces in your chart. You do. And especially because you can trace it to where is Neptune in your chart and Neptune in your chart and the relationship it has with Pisces in your chart can create this kind of energy. And then of course, the house that it's in can be where that plays out in your life. So for example, looking at this chart, of course, this chart has energy, right? Because this is the chart of the day. So we see, you know, Pisces has Mars and the moon and Neptune in it. So, but that house that it's in is the 10th house of career. So in your own chart, if you find it in your 10th house and it has no planets in it, you might still feel sometimes like confused about, what you're doing, or uh, not sure of yourself, feeling vulnerable, or uh, not feeling like you've really got a good idea of what it is you're here to do or who you're here to be. And the longer that feeling goes on, the more it can trigger that victim energy. So everybody has it going on somewhere in their chart, look to the house and the matters of the house, and that will tell you a little bit more about what Pisces is playing out for you. All right. Um, also, uh, rootlessness, that feeling of not having feet on the ground. There's a reason why the feet are the part of the body that Pisces rules, right? Or one part that it rules (laughs) is because getting the feet on the ground is difficult for Pisces, right? There's a lot of imagination and it's, it's water energy, and it can spend a lot of time in the watery realm and needing to bring its feet to the ground might be more difficult. Think about when you're in a pool or when you're in uh, the, the ocean and you have no ground underneath you, how hard is it to get yourself to sink down to the bottom, to plant your feet on the ground? That's similar to what Pisces energy is like. It's hard, harder for them to get their feet on the ground. It takes more purpose. It takes more tenacity and determination to be able to do that. And the house then that Pisces is in in your chart might be a place where it's harder for you to get your feet on the ground, right? You could spend a lot of time up here in the idea realm or in the emotional realm and getting to the physical realm might be the hardest part. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody. If you guys have questions about that, let me know. Uh, a motto that we might hear from the shadow of Pisces is, oh, woe is me, <gasps> oh, Nothing ever goes right for me kind of uh, of attitude, right? And all my creations go nowhere, right? That kind of, of, of energy. All right. So again, if you have questions, we got more people checking in. Good morning, Barbara and Susie and Kathleen Mallory. Great to see you. And I'm sure I'm missing something here, but uh, Susie Gemini, hello, hello. And if you guys have questions about Pisces or where it might be in your chart, let me know. Uh, Now I want to go on to take a look at this week because it's a significant week. Now, as you know, yesterday we had Mars come into a sextile with Pluto. Now I experienced the day as uh, really peaceful. I really didn't see much of what I would have thought Mars sextile Pluto could bring, which is the potential for a struggle, a power struggle in particular, two people trying to go to, towards something but maybe having different ideas about where that goes although it was a sextile and usually a sextile is a smoother flow between the energies but you have to remember that Pisces is still the home for Mars right now and that makes that kind of day a little bit daunting for Mars people for Mars to for the action to get going um, but it was funny because right now in your human design chart, the sun and the earth are anchoring the gate 20 up in the throat center and the 34, which the 20 is up in the throat and the 34 is down on the sacral. So there's a direct connection from the sacral to the throat and from the throat down to the sacral. And that is the uh, identification, the archetype of the manifesting generator. So we have this vast access to um, life force energy that can make it directly to the throat center. So yesterday, I, I almost did a little short video on this yesterday because it was so funny. As I, we were having a birthday party for my daughter Heather, and for Mackenzie, who we didn't get to see at her birthday earlier in the month, and I had things to do, right? I was providing some food, so I had to get that prepared. And then I had all these other things that I wanted to get done. So I found myself in true manifestor fashion, jumping from thing to thing to thing. Now I have generator energy, so I'm not unfamiliar with life force energy. And I'm, I'm sharing this because some of you like projectors or reflectors or manifestors, you're not used to having access to that sacral energy. So this is like a an injection of a lot of energy of movement and motion for you. And you might even find your reaction to it being triggered, uh, triggering confusion, like uh, where's all this energy coming from? What do I do with it all? And maybe, you know, get caught up in doing things that aren't the correct things for you. But what I found myself doing was multitasking like nobody's business, putting in the laundry while I've got sausage cooking to take over for brunch. And while I'm sitting here at my computer getting ready for today's broadcast, and then I jump back to the laundry, switch the loads, fold the clothes, go back to the sausage. And I was practically cracking myself up because of all the things that I'm dabbling in, at the same time, and I wasn't blowing it. (laughs) That was the thing, right? I was like totally being able to multitask. But we have to remember that kind of energy is temporary, right, it's temporary, we have access to that until the 28th of this week, uh, this month, so the end of this week, and then it's gone. So if you've tapped into that energy and you've been using it all week long, especially if you're one of the three types that are non-sacral, Then by the end of the week, you might find yourself burning out. You might find yourself very tired. So monitor yourself, right? I wasn't afraid that I was going to end up getting tired. I was more afraid that I was going to forget something like, you know, something I needed to bring, something I needed to do. I didn't. I I managed to do everything I was supposed to do. I was also wrapping presents in between, having Terry sign cards. And uh, it was like this little orchestra thing that, well, I was doing. It was pretty funny. So you all might be feeling that as well. And the impact today with the moon moving through Pisces energy would be that maybe you're slowing things down a little bit, or maybe you're feeling tired or a little lethargic from having done a lot already from the weekend's perspective. And now you have to catch up your energy. So be careful, use it to your benefit when you need to. But remember that you are a human being, not a human doing So sometimes you need to just chill, right? Just sit, right? So that's, I found myself doing that later in the day, yesterday, after we came home from the the birthday party. And what I wanted to do was go out and plant some things I needed to get other things done. And finally, I just went and sat down. I just sat down and I just didn't do anything. Well, I did do some things, but I didn't do anything that was of a real physical nature. So, um, did you remember to hang dry the sausage, Tom? No, I didn't. I didn't need to hang dry it. It was linked, links, long links, linked together. Just had to snip them and cook them and take them and eat them. So, which they, you know, we did. So (laughs) no hang drying necessary. Susie says she's feeling tired and I get it, right? I get it because we've been, we were feeling this energy of doing. And yesterday's Mars in a sextile to Pluto could have ramped that up somewhat. And this is a highly sort of Martian week. And I want us to be prepared for that because one of the things that happens early in the week is Mars moves into Aries. This is on Wednesday, by the way. So Mars moving into Aries, the sign he rules really adds to that energy of doing right? That is a high energy. He's the ruler there. He's comfortable there. He is dynamic there. He is activated. So we begin about a four week activation of Mars in Aries energy that we could put to work for us. Or if we are burning ourselves out now because of the sun and earth at the the manifesting generator archetypal energy gates, in your human design, then you're going to find yourself tired and burning out, doing too much, going too far, too fast. So we want to be able to, to do things in moderation, right? There's a moderation that's needed. And as we get to the end of the week, the end of the week brings Mars into a conjunction with Jupiter and Jupiter is an amplifier, right? Jupiter can take and magnify or amplify any energy that comes in contact with it. It sort of attracts it to itself. So Mars energy, highly activated, very busy, you know, wanting to move, to confront, to be moving forward, to be active, is going to be coming into that conjunction with Jupiter. And our tendency might be to overdo, overindulge, over whatever. And it's a holiday weekend in the USA, which means that there's a lot of people out there running around doing a bunch of things that they don't normally do and maybe extra partying with friends. And yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Maybe we are over drinking, over imbibing, over eating, over getting it, you know, doing it in the sunshine. So we want to watch this Martian energy. Remember, Mars has been a sort of captive in Pisces for the last five and a half weeks. So he's kind of tired of slow down energy. It's like the horse at the gate, you know, what what was the race they ran this weekend? Is it the Preakness? Uh, The horses, you know, when you watch them in the gate, they're just like ready to run. And as soon as that gate opens, they are off in a flash. That's kind of Mars this week, right? Mars getting ready to move out of Pisces energy where he's been a little bit waterlogged And now he's moving into fire and he is ready to make a lot of steaminess for us in our lives. Now, that's a good thing, right? It's a good thing to be able to to, to take action. It's a good thing to be able to move forward. But on top of this, now today, Mercury in retrograde just moved backward into Taurus. So Taurus energy in its comfort zone doesn't necessarily like to make a move. It's a fixed sign So it's more stable, it's more loyal to, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is uh, entrenched in and doesn't make moves very easily. So now I feel frustration building up in us as we have Mercury in retrograde slowing down our minds and our ability, our opportunities in Taurus, a sign that now is, you know, back into stability and stay the course and let's not move while Mars moves on into a sign that he rules and wants to take action. So you can kind of feel that uh, potential for frustration to develop during the week. So the only thing to really do here is if if you are aware of what your human design is, follow your type and your strategy, right? Your type is going to tell you what it is that your energy field is alike and what you can do and how you do what you do. And your strategy of that type is going to keep you from just busting out all over into many different things. And if you know your authority as well, you know whether you are someone who is spontaneous or not, and whether you're someone that is listening for the still small voice of intuition Or are you taking action from the sacral, from the body's wisdom, and that will help you do the right things. Okay. So now uh, if we jump ahead on Saturday, Venus moves into Taurus. So Venus has been in the sign of Pisces. I mean, sorry, Venus has been in Aries. So she's been in fire and she has been um, in Mars's territory. So possibly new relationships being built or confrontations in your relationships over the last couple of weeks. And now she's going to be moving into the sign that she rules and she rules Taurus. So Taurus gives her more power. So we do have some moderating influences by Venus moving into Taurus. But again, Venus and Mercury both going to be in Taurus at opposite ends, right? Venus in the early degrees, Taurus in the late degrees. He backed up into Taurus from Gemini. Venus moving forward into Taurus from Aries. So what we have now is the two planets in their own power right or mars in his own power venus in her own power and mercury in between the two of them kind of slowing things down so but venus in taurus is very very excited to be in her own home right she's she wants to beautify she wants to make peace she wants to um be in her sensual self so it's a It's an interesting week, I think, mixed bag of those kinds of energies. And then on top of that, we have a a lot of connecting planets, connecting energies coming up this week. Uh, First, I'm going to stop and see if we have some questions going on here. I see something by Day Dalen. Good day. day dale and i love it good day pisces midheaven checking in just about to go and assist my former spouse as she attends health needs of her current partner is this the savior aspect maybe so day that only you could really tell us more about that is this something that you are doing from a sense of you know guilt or that you can save her maybe you couldn't save her as your partner but now you're going to jump in as a friend and save her all of that kind of thing Uh, He says, yes, Neptune and Mars are up there as well, along with Venus and Aries. When I was a youngster, I was torn between wanting to be a Buddhist monk or a hell's angel and (laughs) so influenced by Salvador Dali. My astrologer mom really helped balance me. I really respect all that you share with us. It's so good to understand. Indeed, right? That's the main reason that I like to do what I do is because it helps us understand, especially in a week like this week where we have. A, a little bit of this ragdoll feeling, you know, where we're being kind of thrown from one thing to another. And a lot of this all depends on what sign you are and what level of um, awareness you have about your own chart or about your own human design and how to use the energies uh, in a good way or in a positive way. So, coming on and talking about this it's always a good idea to have your charts with you so you can follow along and then if you have a question about your own chart you can ask so that we can answer that and uh let's see tom i have no idea how many days until your birthday three in june and the rest of the month whatever right um, let's see Venus and Taurus at the end of the week. Yep. On the 28th, Susie. Absolutely. That also happens to be the, the day of the new human design week. And I see that as an interesting shift. We'll talk about that in a minute. I want to go back to Monday here so we can start now by talking on the interactions that the, that the planets are going to be making, uh, as we get up to that point. Uh, let's see, there's not so good, lots of overs overdoing on this side. I think you mean that side of the country, JLo. Um, Kathleen Mallory, I was just calmly organized yesterday and trying to focus on getting exercise and diet working better than I usually do. That's a good thing to do. And let's see, Barbara Doughton, that explains why I was working all weekend in the garden, replanting plants, pulling weeds, trimming bushes, not like me. That's what I wanted to be doing, Barbara, but I couldn't seem to organize myself around doing that because I had so many other task oriented kind of things that I had to get done plus a birthday party in the first part of the morning. Uh, So let's see, I think I got everybody's uh, comments. Good morning, Corey. Good to see you, Erica Dorsey. Good morning. Um, But but That's perfect, Erica. You can listen to the recording. All right. If you guys have questions, go ahead and type them in and I'll check again here in uh, a few minutes, 12, including the rest of today. Leave it to Tom. He knows exactly. And thank you for that reminder. JLo, please take a moment. If you are on YouTube, listening to the broadcast, please hit the thumbs up button, maybe hit the share button and share the broadcast with your networks. If you haven't yet subscribed to my channel, please do that. If you're listening to me this morning on Facebook, please hit the like button and do the same thing. Share the live broadcast with your friends and your social networks. And let's keep this, uh, awareness of astrology and human design growing throughout the world. I really truly believe it's one way for us to be able to, in the face of all of these things that are happening that seem to be out of our control, the awareness of ourselves, that astrology, human design, galactic astrology, all of these different things that we do here in the morning brings us is an awareness of ourselves, who we are. So that if I know who I am, then I don't lose myself in the haze of the transiting planets, uh, or the transits of the human design. And I don't lose myself when I get around other people who might be filling in the blanks for me. And then I get lost, right? I have to know who I am in order to be able to do that. well. So thank you, JLo, for the reminder of that. And let's go on. Let's take the day by day now and see what we can, uh, Kind of discern about what the energies are so i already spoke to mercury one of our inner planets which means it's personal to you right mercury rules your mind mercury rules your thought processes it also rules your voice and how it is your what it is you're speaking about and how you speak right in some ways and what you're here to teach and, and all of that and he's in retrograde so that means we have a more internalized process going on in, we may be revisiting things that we've thought about before. We may be, I, I, I kind of think of it sometimes as running old tapes, right? I was running an old tape myself this morning as I was getting ready and I stopped myself. And how did I do that? I went and got music, different music, right? Music that had a more uplifting message, so there are different ways, of course, that we can change up the energy if we find ourselves getting caught up in the past, or we find ourselves getting caught up in that old tape, and it might be a victim tape, right? Mine was starting to be a little bit of a victim tape. I'm like, Mm-mm, not going there. Turn the music on, get some more uplifting things that help change the thought processes, right? So we have power to do that for ourselves. But it still means that sometimes when Mercury is retrograde, he's going to take us backwards into old territory and the old territory here, he's already been through once is in Taurus, the very last degrees of Taurus. So it, the, cause he's backing up to 26 degrees Taurus and that's where he started the retrograde, right? Or uh, entered the retrograde zone. And that means that things that happened to us maybe three or four weeks ago are back up in our field for re-examination. So things that maybe you were thinking about doing or experiences with other people, um, maybe people that are coming back to you from the past, all these things are now up for us to take another good look at, to look, dive deeper into. And then uh, when he turns back to forward motion, uh, which isn't until June, I believe it is. Um, Yep, June 3rd. All right. On Tom's birthday. Um, when he moves forward again, then we can push into new territory. But for now, we're still considering the past re-evaluation. So re-evaluating where we've been, what we're doing, how we're doing it, with whom are we doing it, and all of that. Now, uh, today, the sun is in a sextile to Jupiter. Now, I love this one. This is such a great combination of energies, the sun, the force of your personality and who you are, the sun now in Gemini. Maybe that's why I really like it because the sun is in Gemini. So it has a lot of ideas and inspiration and possibility thinking attached to it. A sextile is a 60 degree relationship between the two planets, which is a positive Uh, energy. It means they're speaking a common language. They can really understand. They may be coming at things from different directions, but the sun and Jupiter here are kind of speaking the same language. Jupiter and the sun both speaking the language at this point of possibilities, right? Of looking at the bigger picture, maybe of seeing uh, what could be instead of just what is. And the sun, of course, in Gemini and Jupiter in Aries. So we have action also available to us in taking steps that lead us to where we want to go. Uh, The only limiter here would be that Mercury also moved back into Taurus. So we're slowing things down a bit to get a better idea of what we need to do next. And then we already talked about the human design sun and earth in the 2034, which brings us that manifesting generator energy of going, going, doing, 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 multitasking 10 different directions. And that, can burn you out. So you want to watch that you are following your type and your strategy. So you only get involved in the things that are true for you. Okay. Now, Tuesday, tomorrow, Mercury in retrograde comes into a sextile with Mars, both of them in later degrees, right? Mercury having backed into about 29, 28 degrees and a half of Taurus and Mars at 28 and a half, 29 degrees of Pisces. So that forms a sextile between our thinking and communication and what we're doing. And I feel like this one brings us a little dose of um, maybe slowing things down a bit to do, just to, to see what it is that we truly value that if we can slow down and tap into what is it that we really value and what our values are and what our personal value is then we might be able to make better decisions moving forward it also happens to be 13 being in the uh, pleiadian earth astrology so we're already at a day uh on tomorrow that brings us to the internalized processes so we're going inward we're going into the womb we're going into the cradle we're going into the space of of, uh, introspection in order to get direction, right. To be able to see what comes next or to sense what comes next. So tomorrow, even though there are some really good positive energies between Mercury and Mars, the, of doing and thinking and going forward. Um, it is also a day for us to take it a little more slowly so that we can really get quiet so that we can discern what our next steps are, right? Because the next steps are the next day on Wednesday, when we go to one breathing, that begins the next week, the over energy for the next 13 day period of time is going to be about breathing energy, which in the Mayan calendar, I think encapsulates this better. It's the wind, right? And the wind sows possibilities, right? Pollen blowing through the air on the wind, and dropping out in places where it won't normally go and providing the pot the potential for seeding of possibilities of inspiration of new ideas so we have to take the time first to integrate everything from the previous 13 day period which remember began with one feeling so we have to get all the emotional connections that were coming up for us at that time and how, you know, to integrate all of those emotions through all of the different days that we experienced and being energy is, uh, the, the beginning of the, the, the round of 20 earth days being is the very first one. So being meaning what do we need to nurture within ourselves to grow, right? To eventually grow. So we have a day tomorrow with some activation energies, but also the need to integrate and to be quiet and to come inward uh, before the very next day. One other thing that is happening tomorrow is Venus in a sextile with Saturn. Now that sometimes uh, can mean that we have a focus on our relationships, the different relationships we have, and because Venus also in Taurus rules money or the economy, we might be finding ourselves having to tighten up our belts a little bit. The impact of of, of prices increasing through food and fuels, the things that we need, you know, to to live our lives, um, might cause us to have to reevaluate what we spend our money on. And that can be something that makes people feel a little lower energy as well. Don't go into fear about this, right? These natural cycles of time, right? The economy and our money system, mortgages, all of that kind of stuff is, uh, they all fall to cycles, right? There are always cycles. And right now we happen to be in a lower cycle. In fact, I heard something, uh, it was probably on some, I'm looking to see if, if the news today has already brought it up. Well, the stock market's rising today. Uh, The U.S. economy is on a downhill slide, but, so there's the but, but I couldn't see what the rest of that said. The idea is that everything is in cycles, right? Now, Venus in a sextile to Saturn may mean we have to just tighten up a little bit uh, for the long term, but nothing to go into a frenzy about, right? That, that, you know, um, the next depression is coming or something like that. So, uh, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Mars moves into Aries. So we have this injection of very busy energy. And I want to say one other thing about Mars and Aries it's, it's impulsive, right? There's an impulsive energy that comes when Mars is in his own sign and impulsivity might mean that we also tag along with impatience (laughs) and that we also are easily drawn into conflicts or confrontations with people or they're drawn into them with us. So Mars is a warrior energy. And that warrior energy could be a spiritual warrior, a warrior for peace, a warrior for love. But it, you know, the other side of that is, you know, the other kinds of warrior energies fighting right for controversy and conflicts and things like that that are are more uh along the lines of fighting as opposed to um struggling, right? Struggle is part of who we are fighting though, mm, kind of takes us more into that negative. Uh, So watch that for yourself. And tomorrow Mercury will be in a trine with Pluto. It can get real easy to be drawn into power struggles with people or even, you know, within your family, uh, Mercury in Taurus, right? Is that it's more of that uh, family feel to it or relationship feel to it so try not to get dragged into power struggles tomorrow with the people that you love right the people closest to you um that is something that you don't want to set up to have to work through you know work through your own feelings of anger or work through your own feelings of frustration ask yourself why am i feeling frustration what does this remind me of what in my past you know could be a trigger for something like this instead of taking it outward and you know blaming somebody or or shaming somebody or starting a fight right don't start fights tomorrow definitely don't do that uh and of course it's one breathing energy so breathing energy um is really about what's new right what what new ways do we have of interacting with one another what new ideas do we have what's inspiring and we may be inspired to action and the wind energy or breathing energy has ability to spread, right? So spread. So it reminds me that if what, if if we light a match to a powder keg and we're spreading explosion energy, but if we light, you know, a, a candle for peace or for memory or for love, we're spreading that instead. So that's kind of the feel that we have for the next 13 days. What are we going to spread? right? What do we want to have as a message that goes out to the world? And a lot of that has to do with how you think, what you think, what you're focusing your energy on, and uh, how easy it is for things to distract you and take you back down into, uh, you know, the hole of uh, victim energy or being victimized. Thursday, the only big deal is the moon moves into Aries, right? So now we have more Aries energy being added to it. So the moon in Aries adds an emotional connection. Um, and being emotional means we might have to bite our tongues a little bit harder before we say things that come that pop into our minds. Uh, we might also have to be more patient when we're in the car driving somewhere. Mars rules metal and Mars in Aries means metal cars going fast Um, And anger at the same time, because you're in traffic and you can't go fast or on an open road where you're not paying attention to what you need to pay attention to can create accidents. So we are a little more accident prone during the next few weeks, just because Martian energy can take us away. And now we have the moon in Aries, Mars's territory conjuncting Mars, and we're going to have the potential for emotional blowups, perhaps. So, watch that energy. Friday, we have uh, Venus in a square to Pluto, and we have an energy there of having to maybe have tension or struggle in our relationships, in our values. It's another indicator, maybe, of low um, confidence in the economy or in the banking system or in anything, right? We might see more of the dipping of cryptocurrencies or of the stock market. Yay, though it's up at the moment. I think some of the things that have been driving the stock market fall is the surprising um, results that some companies that they thought would have better than normal uh, returns, um, not doing so well. So it's had a negative impact on the economy. And all of those things, again, are part of natural cycles that you and I don't get to determine how, what's going to happen. So it's not up to us to fix the economy or what have you, but we can have an impact when we do what's right for us, right? When we stick to our own business and when we are reigning in our fear, right? Reining in our fear thoughts about oh not having enough or not being enough that kind of thing so that's your responsibility then we also have later in that day evening the moon moving into Taurus and then next day Venus moving into Taurus so that we're we're shifting between Aries and Pisces Aries and Taurus energy uh this week so it that's why I say it, it, it's a great week because we have a variety of energies out there but it can also be one where the dance gets tiring right? The dance is going to, you know, wear us out, exhaust us a bit. So we have to take care. We have to watch how it is that we're interacting uh, with the energy mind, your own strategy and your type. Uh, new human design week begins on Saturday as well with the sun moving into the gate 16, which is on the throat center. And that is called the gate of enthusiasm. Uh, in quantum human design, it's called the gate of zest. And that brings enthusiastic voice to whatever it is we're doing. So that's a good energy. But the earth is also at the gate nine, which is on the sacral. And it is an energy of focus or not, right? It has an ADD, ADHD kind of feel to it where we can be very focused, but on the video game in front of us, which is really a distraction to doing the work that would have been taking us on the next step of our journeys or of our life purposes. So we have to be watchful um, in the next week about what things that we are focusing on. And we'll talk more about that on Friday when we get together uh, about what those energies are bringing us. And then on Sunday, 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 Mars conjuncts Jupiter. So they're both in Aries, both giving us access to action and going forward. We just have to be careful of overindulging or overdoing or over anything, anything you can put after over, watch out for that because Jupiter magnifies the energy of the planet coming into contact with it. And that planet is Mars in Aries in his own sign. We could be leaping into and out of things that don't make sense for us. And I, I, so I'll tell you what it was that I'd been thinking about this morning that got brought up to my attention. Um, and I realized that the last time this energy came up, the sun, I mean, the Jupiter was also in Aries and it was suddenly my a decision to leave astrology or leave doing my own business because somehow I got it into my head that I was a better employee. I had awards. I had all these, you know, honors from working with uh, a, a business in sales. I was in sales, and so I had all this proof that I was a great employee. And then I felt like in my own business I wasn't, you know, doing as well. And so I chose to to leap out of in one moment. I leaped out of my work, my work here, and into uh, looking for a job. And then I ended up pushing my way into a job. I hated it. I literally, I loved the training aspect of it. But then I literally sat in my car crying every day at lunchtime because I hated my job. I hated everything it stood for. I hated what I would have to do. I hated the way that we were micromanaged, right? So I lasted maybe six weeks after that. And then I just course corrected and quit that job and went back to doing astrology. And uh, that was before I knew human design, by the way. So that as soon as I learned human design, I went, oh, I see what happened. And that energy is up again for me, right? So now I'm like seeing the cycle and understanding that, that this energy of Jupiter and now Mars being added to it in Aries that is on my mid heaven affects my career choices. It It affects the, what I do in the world. And I don't have to make those same decisions again that took me down that rabbit hole. Uh, It's a great story now for me to be able to share with others so you don't make that same mistake that I did. Um, So watch what you're doing. The feelings might come up again because this is a repeating cycle. That doesn't mean you have to behave in the same way that you behaved last time if it wasn't, if it didn't work out, you can make new choices right? Make new choices, do something more in alignment with your truth and not necessarily what you think you have to do based on, you know, what's going on out there, or what other people are saying or your own inner fear field, right? Your own inner field, fear field. Now, real quick. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Barbara. I, I am, you know, that's one of the things that I am grateful for being on air with everybody is that I can I've had the experience of doing everything wrong according to my human design. So I can bring that to you, right? I can bring that experience and help you see that you don't have to do those things just because um, of pressure that's building up from maybe your head center or your root center, the head center, the pressure to prove yourself or to prove uh, or answer questions like how, why, when, what, And then the pressure of the root center that's telling you to go do, do, just do, right? Do, 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 go out, right? Um, And those two pressure centers can make us feel like we have to do things that aren't correct for us. So you have to really know who you are. Get a human design reading if you've not had one. You don't even have to get it by me. I would love it if you did, but get a human design reading so you really understand who you are first. And- Now let's talk about the human design gate that both Mars and Jupiter are going to be in. In fact, Mars and Jupiter are already both in this gate because you remember in human design, the gates span degrees of signs, not, uh, there's not a one-to-one relationship of Mars moved into Aries. So Mars moved into a sign, I mean, a gate it doesn't work quite that way. So Mars, uh, in fact, let me get my little book here so I can tell you what day that happened. So Jupiter has already been in the gate 25, uh, since May 2nd. So Jupiter before he moved into Aries was already at the gate 25. Okay. So again, so a little span of degrees at the end of Pisces is gate 25. And then Mars moved into, moves into 25 today. So before he, two days before he actually moves into Aries, he's actually already at the gate 25. So we could say already from an energetic perspective that Mars is already in a conjunction to Jupiter. So we don't even have to wait until Sunday, right? They're already at the same gate. So if they're at the same gate, they might be triggering different facets of the gate but they're both in the same energy and the gate 25 is called the gate of spirit or of initiation. It is a gate that sits on the identity center. It is one of the gates of love. It is called the gate of the love of spirit. So we have Mars and Jupiter at a highly spiritual gate in the, in quantum human design, it's called the gate of the higher self or the, uh, higher perspective. So it has a, it has a a higher viewpoint, if you will, of, of what's going on in our lives and of, uh, information flow that we can tap into that is from spirit, as opposed to just what we see here on, on this physical world that we're in. And so we have access then to some beautiful spiritual energy while we're in this time period, we just have to remember that we are spiritual, right? That we are spirits housed in a physical body. And so to do that, we have to surrender a bit or trust in that higher power. So Mars and Jupiter asking, providing the action to surrender and trust. Can you see how that dynamic might get a little bit Confusing or get a little bit confrontational uh, could create sort of a a a feeling of you know wanting to go frustration wanting to go wanting to go but not seeing the signs yet that spirit's telling you us to move. It is a a transcending the self kind of energy. In other words, it has a selfless energy part to it. And the biggest lesson in all of this for us is to trust the divine order in all things in the right timing, in the right experiences, in the right people and in the right opportunities. So to remember that our life serves serves a greater purpose and it it is something that connects us to our spiritual life purpose, right? This gate does. And in some ways it also is a gate that connects to the will center, at the gate 51, which are the shocks or the disruptions in life that awaken us to living more in alignment. So, uh, I wanted to say something was at the gate 51 and it's already passed, but that was, uh, Venus was in the gate 51, uh, earlier this month. So we don't have any other gate 51 energy until May 26th, when we have the moon in the gate 51. So there can be triggers right around the 26th, then that bring us opportunities to be initiated into a new way of being, right? But sometimes those events are shocking, right? Because it's shock that wakes us up. It's trauma that reminds us that we are all connected, right? And it's kind of a sad thing that we have to wait for something shocking uh, in our lives to wake us up but that's often the trigger, right? The trigger point to move us in a new direction. So I don't know what that might be for the outer world, but for your own self, it might just be an inner awakening, right? An awakening, an aha moment that says, that's the way I need to go. In the unbalanced expression here, it's fear. It's mistrust of spirit. It's not trusting our inner voice. It is not connecting to source, right? That that we see ourselves as alone and floating through, moving through life with no no, uh, connection. And then that brings us the unbalanced expression of this energy. It also can be a trigger for us to not feel worthy, not feeling worthy to love or be loved, not feeling worthy to have uh, resources to do the work that we want to do. And all of that, as well, so in when we disconnect ourselves from source or we feel like we're not connected, we're cutting ourselves off from the flow of abundance that is our natural birthright. And when we are in the highest expression, the cidic expression here, we are in super consciousness, right? <laughs> this is where we are mastering um. Consistency in our lives and the flow in our lives because we have our divine channel to source open and we're using our alignment with our higher selves, with source to make decisions that are healing for ourselves and for others in the world. So it's a big energy that these two planets sit at. And for some of you, if you don't have that energy defined in your chart, you are going to have. The gate 25 defined, you've had it defined all month. And now you're going to add another planet at it, putting much more emphasis on connecting to your higher self. And that brings me to a soul alignment reading, which is the new reading that I'm offering right now until July 1st at $89. That is going to jump to $129 after that point in time. And what better way for you to find your exact Life purpose and soul purpose, right? Which is not, by the way, a career choice. (laughs) Your life purpose or soul purpose relatively in most cases has nothing to do with career choice. They're qualities of who you're here to be so that you apply those to maybe a career or to what you do or how you are in the world, how you live in the world. And uh, I've been loving doing those readings. I'm going to post right here the link uh, for everybody where you can sign up for that reading and oops. And, uh, it's also available on my website already and do that, right? Find out, find out where you are so that you know what you're here to do. All right. Questions, comments. Let's see what everybody's doing out here. Um, something I see, I don't know what DIC means, J-Lo design, oh, design mid, or I see Nadir at 25 in the 11th house Aries. So paying attention, connecting to spirit so that you find yourself connected in the right groups, in the right humanitarian effort, the right um, way to be able to serve in the world with using your gifts and your talents. Uh J Lo says I'm excited. Janet stood with us. We manifested one awesome teacher. <laughs> Thank you very much. Pam Zaruba 25 gives me another channel. I only have two normally. And that's the important thing Pam. Remember when we talked on Friday, you only have two defined centers in your chart. So the moon and these other transiting planets are bringing this energy, new energy to you. You just have to remember that when those planets pass out of the gate 25, let's say, for example, um, that you're going to end up in a different energy with different uh, qualities, and it may not be the same uh, connection, the same connected channel. So you have to remember that it's temporary, you're borrowing that energy. And if you use it in the wrong way, it can be something that can blow out your uh, energy. So you want to watch out. Uh, Okay, uh, that is it for me today. I can't believe it's nine o'clock. I really thought I wasn't going to have enough to talk about, but we managed to get through everything. Let's draw a card for the week. And I'm going to just draw one. I'm going to draw a spirit animal card. And because I just love animals. I hope you guys love animals. Um, I also want you guys to be thinking about something for me. And you're going to see, I'm, you know, go to the Living Astrology Facebook page for this. I want to know, I want to start doing, um, I'm going to call them webinars cause I don't know what else to call them. Little mini classes. Let's call it that little mini classes about things. And I want to know what it is you want to learn and what it is that you, <laughs> I love this card, uh, what it is you want to learn, what you need to know more about and what it is you would like me to teach you. So please go to living astrology on Facebook and m- post a comment. Uh, or to the community page, even living astrology community and post up or email me at Janet at living-astrology.com. Here's the card I pulled for us. Giraffe. I love this one. See the big picture card number 29, which is an 11, the light, right? See the light, see the illumination. Let's see 29. Giraffe. My favorite picture of all, which always reminds me of Aquarius, is the picture of the giraffe with its head turned way upside down and looking at things from a new perspective. Right here today, we're just talking about, see the big picture, right? So we need our neck upright, our eyes out and not tunneled, right? Uh, Giraffes stretch upward to reach the treetops and look down from a high vantage point. When giraffe spirit appears, it is a sign to observe from a higher view connect to your higher self, right? Connect to spirit. In all aspect of your life, it's time to stretch your neck out and broaden your view. Open your eyes to what others need or are experiencing and see the big picture you fit into. No matter how great your wisdom, knowledge, or experience, you don't want to overlook details and connections that will help you better understand yourself and your circumstances. So stretch yourself. Look beyond what catches your attention at eye level and know that not everything is as obvious as you might like it to be. Spirit will bestow upon you a new perspective that might make all the difference. Awesome. Giraffe. All right. Until Friday. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.